0: Hello? Hello? How are you? What is up? Yeah, you might have noticed we haven't.
1: (laughs) We've been gone. We took a quick little hiatus. We were celebrating um, our nation's birthday Mm -hmm. and then we were celebrating just smelling, smelling the air, breathing the smoke. I don't know. We were just chilling out for a while. Yeah. Um, Just for two weeks though. I don't know. But I think absence makes the heart grow fonder. So I missed you guys. I hope. You guys missed us. I did not get to miss you, Nina, because I still see you
0: yeah. often. The truth is, we got into some deep shit in Atlantic City and we've been trying <laughs> to pay off that debt ever since. Yeah. And it's just been a little time consuming. It's but like, we're back <laughs> now. It should be mostly handled.
1: If anyone asks about us if any sort of big, burly, sounds really guys <laughs> ask about us, don't you? Don't know us. You do not know us. And
0: maybe it's better if you keep this podcast like, on. The DL because it's a if you know you know situation. if you know you know we don't want people knowing we're too active you mm-hmm. know what I mean um, the the first rule of Fight
1: Club is <laughs> listen to our podcast listen to our podcast what have you been up
0: to on your vacation what have I been up to on my vacation. I mean, I haven't been on vacation. Yeah,
1: I guess I—that's uh, true. That was a kind of self-serving question. I have been on vacation. Um, I was moving, and then yeah, what you made me an amazing
0: shelf. I did make an amazing shelf mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for
1: small little trinkets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but I—I'm a collector of small items. And so Nina crafted me a beautiful little shelf to put small items in. Have you been? <laughs> have you been watching anything cool?
0: Um, I watched some of that Korean cloning movie, but I didn't finish it. It's kind of um, cool. Yeah. Anything? Oh! Oh, yeah? This is totally off topic. No, I don't know. That's but fine. You know what's big news? shooting the shit um, on oh, the slag thing? No. That's big news. No. Oh, you're, you're not going to be expecting this one. Okay. You probably don't even know about this. Oh, my God. We have a breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. South Korea... In their zoo, the baby baby pandas have just been born. They had two tiny twin baby pandas. So many things I didn't know about baby pandas coming into this. First of all, 40 to 50% chance of twins. Whoa. Also, they're 800 times smaller than their mommies, which is like... On like an I guess that makes or a sense, kangaroo? Though. No, it doesn't. They don't have a pouch. Just a regular panda is so big. But they look—they have their eyes closed for like the first three weeks. They're like fetuses. They're like a twenty-eight week fetus. But, but all babies are small though. Like a baby elephant no. is okay. still small. Nothing sorry, comes out big. I'll show you. I'll show you the baby panda. No, I believe. I, I'm <laughs> sure I've seen a baby panda. I can picture it no, exactly. not no, 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 no. no, not when they're newborn. That's what I'm saying. You, you've seen a baby panda? That baby panda is no, like eight I, months old.
1: Okay. They look Thank like shit. You, you guys like heard it here first. Um, it's crazy. There's two new. Do you know their names? No. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you have any ideas for their names? I don't know. Probably something
0: Korean. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I have. Um, I moved recently and I. I have a TV, but I only have a DVD player right now. Or actually, that's not true. I have a Roku and I thought it was broken. Turns out I just need new batteries. Mm. But, uh, so I've only been watching Sex in the City because I have a. I have a book of every Sex in the City episode. So Sex in the City is a good blast of the past. It's so awesome. It's I mean, it's one portable. of the best shows ever made, um, and it's been really cool to just watch it every day. I can only watch, like, the first few episodes of each season because I also don't have a remote, so oh. I have to, like, click it on <laughs> on the TV, and I, so I just, when I'm not able to switch anymore, I just go to the next disc, so it's been kind of a, um, a cool scrapbook style way of watching That's it. That's nice. Speedrun. run mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's been, you know, it's been reminding me a lot about sex and relationships and Huh.
0: <laughs> Not quite
1: sure. I was going to stop. Oh, it's over now.
0: Um, <laughs> look at, the, look, at the, look at it on the track. Look. Huh? It's crazy on the track. Oh, you missed it. Um,
1: it was like there was like a weird buzzing happening. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good to be reminded about when when things like sleeping around and being a slut were groundbreaking and it was True. good representation. Yeah, um, and now that's all humdrum over, and uh, it's a little bit related to what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. A little bit. So I mean, we, they were on the cutting edge. They were on the cutting sluttiness. edge. Totally. When it was like actually a cutting edge. And I think the thing about trends with sex and relationships is that they're cyclical like everything else. And there's bounce back. And we're going to, a sneak preview of what we're going to be talking about today is we are going to kind of take us back a little bit to the 2011 to 2016 about Mm -hmm. time of slut power feminism, which felt groundbreaking at the time.
0: But really... Was already like 10 years too late. It was like, uh, yeah, it had been like regurgitated by then for like f- half a century. It's like kind of insane, but it felt at the time
1: it was a vibe at the time it was a vibe <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be fun thanks for catching up we were trying something new we're trying to be be
0: colloquial and be fun yeah do, you, do, you, do you feel like, like you know us better do you, do you feel like we're getting closer well
1: everything we just said was a lie That's so right. jokes on you fucker the
0: Apocalypse. The apocalypse the apocalypse the apocalypse the apocalypse the apocalypse wow Hello, I'm Olivia and I'm Nina
1: and this is Apocalypse. Wow. Wow, Wow, we are rusty. Today we're going to be talking about the girl bossification of <laughs> of getting your rocks off. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and and the slippery slope that being an empowered slut can, can lead to. And is it empowering? Is it exploitation? Are you are going we to slut? hell? Are we going to hell? Are we good? Are we good? Are we Guys, okay? are we okay? <laughs> Do you like us? Are I'm you mad, mad at us? <laughs> 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 uh, So we're going to be talking about a a group called One Taste that really kind of synonymizes the like 10 years ago situation that we had the way that in America, largely in the West, whatever, we were really celebrating female sexuality and doing it in a very specific and sometimes performative way. And then you know, I, I feel like that has kind of disintegrated and now there's a bit of a backlash and there's a lot of people kind of coming of age now who, who, Sort of reached their adulthood during that time, us included, who have been like looking back and being like, "Oh shit, that was actually
0: pretty weird." <laughs> yeah, that was not what I thought it was,
1: <laughs> um, and maybe it wasn't like the empowering vibe I thought it was. Uh, and I don't think it's all bad. I think there's stuff to be celebrated about it. I. You know, whatever. There's a lot to be said. Um, We're going to be anchoring it with this documentary, and I think this is a little bit interesting. There's this documentary, Orgasm, Inc., that talks about one taste, uh, an organization. It's like a female health and pleasure organization that has recently come under a lot of legal trouble. We're going to get more into that. Um, But just to really anchor us in the time... Something that's relevant. I was thinking. I just made this connection. Is one of the producers of the doc is
0: Lena Dunham. Stop. Oh. Oh. Okay. Of the doc that just came out. Of the oh, doc yeah, you yeah. watched. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I thought for a second she was in. She was in One Taste. And but I was she's like, so crazy. Kind of she could have been. been yes.
1: Which is interesting because it's it's a biting documentary, and I think I mean I you know I have similarly to my understanding of female sexuality and feminism, I've had a real <laughs> roller coaster with Miss. Dunham and I'm back As I'm back are. riding her, her dick train. Yeah. Um, I'd let her stroke me just kidding I'm not minutes. sexually attracted to her but I am um, I am a big fan of her beautiful mind yeah and I think she's the perfect woman to guide us into this journey of feminism empowerment mistakes disgusting sex did you watch
0: girls Obviously. Obviously. What um, did you think I haven't of it at the it. Do you it? remember? I remember, no. I mean, I think this is a common but ultimately stupid reaction. I mean, I was like in high school, I guess, like early yeah. high school when it came out. So I was like, a, like and very concerned about my own self-sufficiency and like how I was gonna do it as an adult and then I was watching this and just feeling like bitter and annoyed and being like this is stupid how could you work at Grumpy's and afford this really nice apartment in Brooklyn mm. like that doesn't make any sense plot hole and it was just like not the point and I just didn't understand because I hadn't like truly met those characters in real life and then it's like oh man like it's kind of a sex in the city type thing where it's like they're all those it's just like a type of person that mm-hmm. they do really well
1: yeah, do you feel like, do you remember? I'm trying to think if you, like, if I have any thoughts of this, do you remember, like, thinking about, because the big thing that people were saying, the haters and the lovers, which mm-hmm. was just, like, so, like, Sex in the City, um, but just so groundbreaking in the way that they showed sex as they showed it for being all, oh, it's sweaty, nasty, you know, beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it honestly, was really, like, I an important part of the show. I don't really have remember having any thought on that.
1: I remember that there's a scene where Marnie's husband eats her ass and I remember watching that with my mom yeah and I wouldn't want to really that uncomfortable about that because again it was the kind of thing where it's like if they had shot it in a sort of glossier way it would have been okay but they really lingered on the shot for like of her asshole not of the asshole but like a profile of him like kneeling down you know it was just like clear that it wasn't Pussy eating. Well, I see. And it was, like, a, the kind of thing where I was in high school, but I feel like, you know, that yeah. was sort of new to the convo, and I felt sure that, that on the like, table.
0: knew what you know. that was. You yeah, know, I was like, whoa. Well, I mean, they're showing you what it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I think maybe, I mean, I don't even know if I finished it.
1: Oh, my God. You have to finish I it. I You have to see her black baby.
0: Yeah. No, I don't know. I haven't finished it, definitely. Uh. I think I stopped watching, like... I don't know, and then I was gonna rewatch it, but it was just like a big commitment and everyone was talking about it and then it's it sound like, easy. It does sound pretty no, easy. I'm a little worried it's too close to home. Like I don't wanna like f- no <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> I mean,
1: I think you'll like it because They're, you, as we've talked about before, you're the perfect combination of Ray and Shoshana, and those are the two characters that come across the best with a rewatch. I know? see Shoshana is like, right guess, the whole time.
0: Everyone sees Everyone's Hannah. Yeah. Because she's but, just like incompetent and I think it's like, oh my God, am I that incompetent? Ah, oh my God, but you're trying your no, hardest. No,
1: but you are, but like much more. Are you deeply cynical and incredibly anxious? So it, True. You, you fit into the more Rey Shoshana. Glove. Mm. Anyway, I, I brought it up because I think it really situates us in the time that One Taste had its heyday. It was a business that took off in 2014. And before we really get into the doc, I wanted to sort of situate us and our listeners in the very specific type of feminism and like understanding of sexuality that we had in 2014. We are talking, it's pre Me Too pre me too yeah which is important it's yeah. hard to like think about anything before that lens it's pre me too but it is like it's cool to be a feminist you're wearing shirts that say feminist fashion <laughs> feminist um, you yeah. are um, doing free dying. the nipple, your armpit hair dying, your Patrick Collins taking pictures in your underwear with mm-hmm. your pubes
0: sticking out. Mm-hmm. Um, period art is period very big. Art, vagina art in general has mm-hmm. a heyday. Yeah, real revival. Sucking on my Yeah, and
1: we both were in high school at the time in New York, kind of in the epicenter of this epidemic. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to to take a little walk down memory lane because I was kind of, <laughs> I don't know, I was pretty involved <laughs> in, this, in this world. I was, you know, a young high school girl and I was very into the idea of being being a radical feminist um I thought that was the cool shit I was into like riot girl music whatever we both Mm -hmm. were but I I dipped my toes into the free the nipple movement which is something that I kind of forgot about um because I like I'm saying now and like a lot of people kind of did it because other people were doing it and then immediately couldn't really crack it. I was, I was not, I was not one to free, free my nipples all the way. But my story is at our school, there was a girl who was a photographer and she like had like an ID piece. You know, she was like kind of a buzzy photog. She was friends. She (laughs) sort of was Petra Collins. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I had a friend that was like getting her picture taken by this girl and she was doing a series, Free the oh, Nipple yeah. series. And I was like, oh shit, I want to get in on this because I want to get my Facebook profile taken by this cool <laughs> photographer. <laughs> I want to get some soft pink lighting. I want to have a sick Tumblr Avi. And sure, whatever, I'll free my nipples. No one's seen them <laughs> anyway. I might as well free mm-hmm. them to the world. And then... We, it was at my friend Sylvie's house, um, and we, we went to the, we were in the childhood bedroom. I think maybe I hadn't even, like, agreed to be in on it. We were just hanging out, and then I was Mm. like, sure, whatever, I'll do it. I actually have no memory at all of the actual photo shoot. Wow, blocked Um, out. Yeah, trauma (laughs) blocked. Um, of my, and this is, it was all under the lens, I mean, we were all high schoolers, but. That being said, we were all high schoolers.
0: Mm-hmm. So it is full child porn that's happening. Yeah, and this was under 18 high school we're mm-hmm. talking yeah. yeah. The implications. But were there nipples out in the photos is my next oh, question. Yeah, duh. Yeah. I mean, I that mean, was
1: the whole thing. Oh, it was free the nipple. And they're like not. I I have a
0: cropped picture because I did make it in my profile picture. I feel Um, like I remember this from the time, Yeah, but I don't quite have the image in my head.
1: But it's like, they're not like, not to knock this girl because she was in high school as well, but they're not like unsexual, you know? Like they're like, they were nice, regular, pretty pictures. I can pull it up in a second. But anyway, so we took these pictures of just, like, me and my besties hanging out, nips out, whatever. We were all virgins. We didn't really know what was up at all. They're not, like, incredibly sexual, but they're not, like, we were all trying to be cute and pretty. Yeah, of course. Um, So I don't know if the point fully got across. And then (laughs) uh, the next day or whatever, whenever the pictures got, like, edited, I get a notification that they're, uh, they're on Facebook. Or not Facebook. They're on Instagram. Mm. Um, and then I'm immediately like feeling weird about it. I'm like, oh my god! Like, what if I can't become president? Yeah, I <laughs> um, know. Oh my god! But it's out there. And then I think I saw. I was like going through the likes, and like a girl from my middle school. Like my middle school. Like cool girl have mm. liked it so she had seen it and i was like oh my god this is a nightmare everyone seeing my free nipples um and then i messaged the girl who had taken the picture and i told her to take it down this <sighs> no. very uncool me, wow, you very did anti-feminist. not free the nipple i didn't i caged it up i caged my nipples i like put them to jail uh the bail was really high and then like a few weeks later she like made another post calling for people to do photos and she was like Only do this if you're sure about the message. Only do this if you really want it. No
0: fake bitches. I know I was a fake feminist. But you know what? Maybe I was right the whole time.
1: (laughs) That was my, my brush with that kind of feminism. But... As I said, I'm not super true to it. I wasn't true to it. I was too pussy. But maybe I should have, after I became of age, of course, joined this this group, One Taste, and then I could have really freed not only my nipples, but also my vagina. Because right. clearly I still had to stick up it. And I needed to really let my yoni speak, let my pussy
0: speak and roar the way she wanted to. The issue between free the nipple and One Taste, I feel like why One Taste might bring you in where free yeah, the nipple might not.
1: Oh, the difference between them? Okay. Because I feel it's like the connection is obvious. obvious. Yeah, I mean, duh.
0: Free the nipple, you don't get anything out of, right? Like, you, someone gets to see and enjoy your nipple, and you don't get any money. You don't get any benefit. It's, like, just some random guy who now gets to see your nipple and know your nipple. Like, you're giving something away, basically, for free. Mm-hmm. With this... One taste. It's it's a, it's a more enticing offer in my opinion because it's not saying oh just do something for yeah. the sake of being free. You're a real woman. No, it's
1: not. Just it's free getting the, the pussy, getting your get the pussy touched
0: and get an Get yes, an orgasm. Is,
1: that's like a very compelling argument. There are a lot of women who aren't able to orgasm or aren't able to orgasm with ease or through sex or whatever Um, and it totally makes sense that that would be a way for like female bonding honestly they didn't really push the female bonding as much as I thought they would because it would be kind of cute if it was just like I feel like maybe they should have like outsource the guys doing the fingering like they just are employees you know yeah and it's just for the girlies I think a problem and we're we're Mm tiptoeing around we're pussyfooting around the issue that's right but a problem with it is that they try to give men you know just as or a problem or maybe this was the point all along which is a problem is that they were trying to you know, do equality instead of equity, you know, they're trying to give men a membership experience
0: where it should have just been for the girlies. So this, so this organization, this limited liability company takes off. It's, it's making money in 2014. It's founded by a Nicole Dadone, who's a bit of a mysterious figure. Mm -hmm. She's from the Silicon Valley area. She, has interesting stories to tell about her life, which we'll get into. But her real thing is she publishes this book in 2012 called Slow Sex, and it's like, hey y'all, like, what if you like enjoyed sex and like, what if like your boyfriend wasn't just like, you know, jackrabbiting you till he comes and like, actually like pays attention to your vagina? And that's like, oh damn, yeah, that that would be super cool. And then from there she goes, she's she's into very TED talky. We have a pleasure deficit disorder in this country. I think that there is a cure, and that cure is female orgasm. She very TED talking. She's like a
1: persona first, and and she is the whole business. She's like, very throughout. charismatic. She is so facing. She's <laughs> she's facing. She's pussy forward. Mm-hmm. She does all that. Like you can say what you will about her, and she we does, will. But yeah. she does the work. She, she does, does the work. work. She gets she her pussy up. Her pussy. Yeah. Um, she steps her pussy up. You know, and I think that's more than most
0: CEOs can say. Most that's, CEOs can say. I think so. I agree with that. I mean, the concept is orgasmic meditation mm-hmm. or om. Om, um, you Which know. She's clever. Yeah, she's into, you know, the Buddhism stuff. Um, <laughs> she's into that Buddhism stuff. She's into stuff. that Buddhism stuff. She does a
1: cool thing where she, like, lists, she's like, oh, I'm into East Asian oh, spirituality, God. and then she lists like, all five of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know actually how much she is no. into the Buddhism stuff. I mean, no. She's, she's just, just kind of into, like, wearing necklaces she's
0: into like a general eastern philosophy let's say with like some western twist and so she's come up with this idea orgasmic meditation which is having someone rub your clit and maybe finger you a little for 15 minutes so not exactly inventing the wheel (laughs) but we can understand like yeah, that's, like, that, that would be fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It I is mean, in a weird setting, though.
1: Right, that's what, <laughs> what I was going to say. I feel like you're bearing the lead, mm-hmm. which is that it's happening in
0: courses. And yes, so you're paying.
1: All, and it's all public. It's all for an audience. Although, I mean, I guess they do private sessions. Uh, I think they're just doing it all the time. I think I mean, once you're yeah. in the group, you're just doing it all the time. And it's kind of separating the orgasm from sex. Although, they do call it fucking yeah. Uh, they have very, I think some of the things that step it apart from your traditional kind of scammy white girl yoga is that besides the vagina stuff but I found it very interesting the language they use from the beginning
0: is very colloquial and very sexual language they say pussy they say cock they say fucking but it's mixed with wellness language which is really really interesting where mm-hmm. it's like you know unlocking body trauma from the body and stuff yeah, like, yeah.
1: I do feel like they get the wellness tint a little later because yes. at first it's very like True. pussy fuck cock forward and then they get like men's magazines talking about it in a way that makes them a little shy and maybe realize that they can't get as much money from it Mm -hmm. so then they they do i mean it's always been a part of it but then they sort of they have i mean she is really an adaptable queen they have so many shifts in aesthetic and in sort of messaging it's incredible um but the first the first chapter of it as we're introduced in the documentary is we're based in the silicon valley in san francisco Mm -hmm. it's uh, very indie sleaze. It's very Terry yeah. Richardson. Yeah. It's very, you know, sexy girls just hanging out in, in their this American warehouse. apparel. Like, totally. Yeah, I you mean, the little nice legs, daisy tubes,
0: make some
1: mango. <whistles> <whistles> Honestly, I thought that was interesting. So the language was interesting because you would think, like, if I'm thinking about something similar, you know, this is not the first time there's been a wellness but also a sex-centered sort of wellness group, healing group. Like, I'm sure that was abound in the 60s, 70s, I'm sure. You know, free love, we were not the first ones to do it. But I feel like those bitches were saying Yoni. They were saying vulva. True you know they were saying your womanhood maybe maybe Uh, our
0: grandmas were saying
1: i don't think they were saying cock and pussy i don't think so because a lot of it was just about like the female goddess which they get into later grandma right in right in (laughs) in. you say pussy or what (laughs) Um, so i thought it was interesting how sexual it was it like you could have been you could have fully taken the the sexuality or like the idea of it as a sexualized act out of it and just be like oh it's just about the sensation it's just a vehicle to meditation or transcendence and it wasn't that it was like it is about feeling connected it's about taking apart these barriers but it's also like about fucking and it's about like being horny and being hot like they say that throughout like oh it's all these horny turned on people together That was always the goal was Mm -hmm. to like get people off and to get men off was always part of the goal, which is really interesting because that's something that like will be one of the biggest things that's criticized is that it becomes sort of a brothel type situation. But that was always a part of it was that it's like we have these horny, sexually liberated
0: girls and Guys can join if they pay more money. The thing is, though, you had to be in, like, a special tier to get stroked as a guy. Mm-hmm. You could stroke other ladies. They were definitely letting you, like, fuck them on the after hours. But, like, they did at least acknowledge from, like, a PR point of view that, like, if you tell That's men that you love. can pay money to get your dick get stroked, a hand job. Yeah. everybody's going to get a hand job. And then I think also it was a challenge to make the stroking not just a hand job but you could get there when there was a, an inner tier that was um,
1: yeah, allocated that spiritual hand jobs I think in this first iteration um, we meet some cool characters we yeah, meet this the real, most earnest, freaky looking guy no offense to him <laughs> which guy? are you kidding me? the fucking albino turtle ass guy the main guy that we talk to has no eyebrows <laughs> I
0: didn't really notice that um, he
1: looks like did you watch Bridesmaids? I don't know if you're going to... Fuck, dude. <sighs> there's, like, roommate characters. There's these freaky-looking Australian roommates. Rebel Wilson is one of them, and there's a man one, and this guy looks exactly like him. Hmm.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!
1: All right! All right! All right! All right! Um, that is exactly what this male character that he we meet—Gil
0: like from Bridesmaids. Yeah, That's I what think she's
1: he, there's. I'm not sure if this is the same guy, but there's also a judge on the Great British Bake Off. who looks like this. Yeah, it's not the same guy. <laughs> it's a look, you know. Sometimes yeah. you just don't
0: have eyebrows, and it's really hard to pull that off but as like, a pudgy man. Do you think that this? Like, I personally think that this man, even this man before us right now, Gil. From Bridesmaids I feel like he could probably find a pussy to stroke for 15 minutes without paying a third party.
1: Here's the thing. So it's a slippery slope. I feel like the way they introduce this is they say they're they're marketing this book, Nicole, is that her name? Nicole Dadone. Nicole Dadone is marketing this book, Slow Sex, to women and to men. And it's like, we're unlocking the power of the female orgasm. Did you know that ladies can come? They can come super yeah. hard. They it's can do crazy. it for 15 minutes straight. Oh, yeah so it's like you pitch this book then you're as a guy and this guy was saying it's kind of again to situate us it's incels are very much a thing but we don't have a word for it Mm -hmm. Um, so they don't even have you know reddit to complain about it on uh although i'm sure yeah they they did all right but i'm just saying there wasn't there was incels in 2014 they had the word yeah i think so well, this guy didn't use the word incel, but he was very giving incel. He's saying he's a Silicon Valley guy, mm-hmm. and he's saying that he, you know, just didn't get it. He didn't get relationships. He didn't get women. He felt so inept in that way. You know what it was? Autism
0: wasn't in vogue yet. People didn't know how to talk about that shit. True. They didn't mm-hmm. know how to weaponize yeah, autism, they didn't, they didn't know, know how, how to weaponize, weaponize uh, bad social. Changed the social cues. landscape. Totally transformed the social landscape.
1: Because now Silicon Valley guys are fucking left and right, That's and what sure. I'm sure or it's like they're just paying real prostitutes and it's fine Right, but I, I mean, we but always act illusion. like it's so easy to just, like, pay a prostitute. It's like, that that's not really what they want, you know? If you feel yes. I understand. that's not going to fill that understand. void. No,
0: it seems sad and bad.
1: Yeah, and they're doing, and this in some ways was sad and bad, but it was really good the way he described it. He's doing the work, he's trying to, like, be a good guy in this yeah. way. He's joining this group of these super liberated and fun women. They showed the girls, they were all pretty hot. The pictures, it was an aesthetic that I yeah. get and I'm into. It was yeah. a lot of fun like underwear and socks it was very american yeah. apparel it was like cute it was much less like full bush than i expected yeah it was it was a sexy aesthetic i get it and so and the loft was nice as hell yeah that's what i was gonna say in the beginning they're all living together in a pretty free love way but it's like a nice loft there uh he described it just as kind of like you're this guy that doesn't know how to talk to women you take this class I think he was paying dues from the beginning, but he's like, and all of a sudden you're living with, like, all these girls that want to fuck you all the time. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't think he was really using his
0: dick, you know? There's, it's all fingering. I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe in, like, after hours he could have gotten it, but it certainly wasn't the the pressing matter at the time. I'll also say I feel it's something important to know off the bat because these people are paying and they really don't get high profile individuals involved until a little bit later on but Nicole says that money is an emotional barrier and just like encourages them to max out all their credit cards so it seems like they're this happy family and it that you do see like there is an emotional connection they do care about each other getting up on stage crying about how much this has been such a meaningful personal Mm -hmm. connection that you almost forget weirdly for all of these people that have no connection to Nicole to be there together, being a family together, they're paying Nicole money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, y'all could just leave and go be, like, it doesn't work no, that that's way. that's a good
1: point. Nicole is this enigmatic figure. And as, as one taste evolves, which it does quite a bit, uh, she stays pretty, like, unflappable. And it becomes more clear that she is, like, a cult leader. She's not just about being an altruistic, pioneer for women she is in it for the money and she's in it for the control
0: the control yeah mm-hmm. what yeah. do you think about her as a leader as a woman as a hero total girl boss i mean as as girl boss as it comes mm-hmm. and that yeah she- you know who we see in this fucking queen gwyneth yeah queen gwyneth who of course she would be involved Uh i feel like well i actually remember recently watching gwyneth made like a sex movie and it was again about paying somebody to show you how to finger your wife and i was just like this is like i guess brave for that guy but like i would just like read a book or something Uh do some research i don't know i feel like you can figure it out on youtube so many people do ask your wife talk to your wife kind of giving how to build a sex room also it's <laughs> a great series where it's like have you heard of a vibrator how do Right. You <laughs> yeah
1: well it is I mean there is just there is a need for this and that makes us really cl- easily as a culture exploited because we yes. don't talk about this stuff and then it's kind of like a zero to a hundred thing where it's these like nerdy dudes who didn't like know how to they never had a girlfriend before they barely ever had sex before and then all of a sudden they've got bitches that they have like crawling around on leashes and yeah. they're like Like spanking them and stuff and like feeling like they're the god of pussy. Totally. Which is, is, that's a jarring, that's a jarring
0: trajectory. And they've got some pretty deep pockets because this is Silicon Valley again. It's not, I think, the heyday of Silicon Valley, but it's when shit's popping off. Facebook is going crazy. No, yeah. I think it's
1: a pretty important time in that where it's like we have...
0: I feel like it's WeWork. It's
1: all of this shit is happening. It's Yeah. what was interesting about the One Taste vibe when it was a co living situation is that it had that element of like commune 70s, but mm-hmm. it was also always using the language of startup and it's yes. always using the language of like, we are a business, we're doing this together, we're doing something groundbreaking, which gives you this sort of like, I guess, similarly to how. In the 70s, you had this idea of doing something good. It's like, this is, we're doing something good and we're also doing something important that, like, the
0: world needs to see that's, like, lucrative. Right. Yeah, it's a techified co op. Totally. You so, business is booming, things are taking off. All these people are learning about this orgasmic meditation and they want to try it themselves. They make a couple financial decisions. They have to, in order to make this a profitable entity. And those financial decisions, I think, really define Nicole and really mm-hmm. define sort of how this organization sort of simmers out. Because I really feel like I have a, a... For for how much I will tell you, like, everyone should be castrated and no one should have sex. Um, we should all, you know, just kill ourselves sure, and bury yeah. ourselves in a hole. Um, I feel like I have empathy and I understand these people are just seeking connection and they didn't have access to of that. Of course, and it seems easy and fun. So, the first thing you realize is more guys are going to want to do this than girls Mm -hmm. so you have to charge the guys more and you can charge the girls less so that they come because no girl is gonna come and get fucking touched by a stranger for like thirty six hundred dollars, and that's what they're charging mm-hmm. the guy. I mean, I think it's like sixty thousand dollars a year for a membership plus 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 plus, and then well, they there's really different get you tiers. To they
1: pay per class, which in yeah. a class is like an open session where someone is getting fingered. Not everyone is, but they'll show that sometimes you'll get talked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a part of the group it seems like and you can pay your dues without being like an active participant in the live sex act yeah I which is an important annual. slippery slope situation and then yeah there's an annual fee that gives you unlimited classes either way it all like normalizes it so much there's no way to be a part of it without at least like watching people come in front right. of you and so that just makes it seem like and this is happening in a yoga studio type of environment it just makes it seem like the most normal thing in the world and as we mentioned before nicole herself is often doing it she She's doing the stroking and she's doing the getting fingered Yeah, and she does it for investors. She does it on film. It's pretty, pretty wild and kooky, which just makes you feel like if you were someone who's like just in there for the sort of vaguely spiritual essence. And then you're seeing this like very successful CEO who's very charming just get her shit pumped or whatever in front of everyone, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to be a square. Like, I guess this is just very
0: normal. Well, that brings us to financial decision number two. Mm Because that's when she realizes, okay, this is something, this is a little porny maybe. This could be, you know, this could be viewed in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. We do need to curate the vibe a little bit. Yeah. So that's when she starts paying people to be staff at her events rather than having everybody pay. That's when she starts getting the employees and that's where she gets into the labor issues. Yeah. These are paid employees. But who, my
1: understanding wasn't that the
0: employees are doing the stroking. They're getting stroked. Oh, yeah? Yes, yes. That's, like... That's, their, mean, job. that's not thought their job? I mean, that's their job. I no, thought their like job is like, camera crew or whatever. Totally. Their job is, like, lots of management. No, not camera crew. That was, like, early on. But their job is, like, in general... To do things for the organization. It could be like admin, whatever. Mm-hmm, but you're in team. the organization, yes. You're in the organization and then, oh my God, we have a class night, We don't have enough girls. Can you come and do oh, this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. oh, you're not in a good mood and you have, you're have you holding on to your past trauma, so you need to go get an OM session. I think that's really you're how right. it went.
1: And then that was a really, that's when this alarming language starts to pop up of, any sort of resistance to a sex act as something that you need to get over and you need to overcome by just taking away all your boundaries. They talk about there's a pretty cute guy who's one mm-hmm. of the clients and then becomes an employee. Yeah. And he talks about how he had, like, a dispute with a co-worker. Oh, yeah, and that was so sad. Ish, Nicole is like, this is really weird. You guys are, like, being really weird and, like, awkward. You guys just need to, like, go have sex and work it out. And so then they go have sex and it seems really strange and they just never talk about it again and that's when we get into this sort of again it's typical kind of cult shit it's similar to like the Nexium type of stuff which is mm-hmm. this whittling away of boundaries and any sort of resistance is a sign that you are not deeply enough in it and that you still have your own demons and how
0: embarrassing yeah so that is actually how we get to the last financial decision mm-hmm. I'll speak on financial decision number three Which is obtaining tax-exempt status. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they're making some serious income here. They've gotten, at this point, high-profile celebrities. You know, Gwenny's involved. Yeah, Khloe Kardashian is a fan. (laughs) Yeah. They're making a ton of money. They've got employees. They've got property. This is serious business. And Nicole is savvy so she is looking for ways to, to, to save some money so she can and you know maximize profits as one would. So that's when she realizes this could quite easily be a church and then we don't have to pay taxes. Like that's awesome. And so that's exactly what she does. And I love this because it's such a two for one. It's mm-hmm. totally two birds, one stone where yes it's such a financial win, but it also gives her it adds this sexy mystique weird Actual, like it, it elevates the control to a whole different Dude, level. And I didn't buy it. They show
1: footage of these weird events they have. They start calling like the female practitioners high priestesses. Mm-hmm. They get snakes involved snakes for no reason. Snakes are involved.
0: Candles. We've got we. It's it's I I know for all of their talk about Eastern spirituality, <laughs> yes. it's
1: not that they abandon that immediately. immediately. They go straight like occult, but also like old Christian, old Jewish. Totally, like it's, it's Catholic basic. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, in the dungeon of a cathedral though. Yeah, I wish they like, had more fucking Buddhas up in there.
0: No, there was no, like, um, singing bowl or No, absolutely dance, not. The roads were a
1: totally different vibe. yeah. They're, Going scary, they're going scary sexy. They're yeah. not. They they're be- going eyes wide shut. They shot. say goddess, but it's not giving goddess. It's giving scary succubus, which is clearly what she wants. I don't buy it for a second. I think she just like did a mood board. I think she yeah. probably watched eyes wide shut. Yeah, I was like, damn, <laughs> this is what I've been. The to snakes do. were confusing. I yeah, did not
0: get that. Well, it's so eyes wide shut, but <laughs> they don't have snakes you know in snakes. that movie. I just didn't I get know, it. Know, it, was it like seems woman animal cruelty. Animal cruelty. Adam and Eve and the serpent. It was. I understood it, and it just is so funny because you could tell people were there and they were like, Oh shit, this is really serious. Like I guess I really do need to be like super devoted or whatever and just gets them into this whole lore. But But at the same time it's a huge financial benefit. And
1: I feel like the financials were first. They and were, then and, the and aesthetic it just works was second. out. I know, it's is awesome. Bitch, That's what makes it awesome. Which also makes her a good cult leader and a good businesswoman, is that I don't think she really has any allegiances to anything. No. The feminism is fake, the religion is fake. I think she does love getting off. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think she likes And off. I think she likes power. I don't think she minds
0: being watched. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: clearly not. Um, but that also is such an interesting kind of fake power play, to be like, oh, I'm being vulnerable. but. I... Doing By this sex you making thing, me come. yeah, and it's like that's actually not that's really vulnerable for some people, but like we've all been in situations where someone is like, "Oh, I'm so liberated! Like, right. look, I must trust you a lot because I'm like walking around naked or whatever." Yeah, like, like that's that. such an Overland <laughs> vibe where it's yeah. like, no, it seems like you just want to do that. I don't feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm special at all, and I'm actually pretty uncomfortable <laughs> with this. Like, I didn't ask for this, and so that is just such a fake little give and take of like, "Look at me, look at me, I'm showing you my pussy," and it's like, all right, but you do that every day. Yeah, Oh, like, okay, so, we'll like it's this. not that much skin off your back. Show me your financials, then it's something serious. Yeah, I you want to be vulnerable? Was...
0: Show me your books, bitch. And her books were they were dirty, fascinating. Yeah, um, <laughs> dirtier than that pussy. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. <laughs> okay, um, oh, I do want to talk about. I feel like we just must say Nicole creates, in addition to this, um. Sort of religious, spiritual lore surrounding the cult. She she also has a sort of narrative about herself that mm-hmm. is I don't know. I mean, it's it's what she says. It's really interesting. I think it's insightful to her as a person. I don't know if I necessarily believe all of it, but the she sort word. of she she she'll just like bring it out at random moments, and she'll use it to then be like, "How can you even be saying you've had a bad experience? My right. experiences have been a thousand times worse." So she's like. Yeah, like my daddy was like a child monster, and he's in jail right now because he like um, abused like fifty five. He's fifty five counts of like child molestation, and like I like helped him get the kids. Yeah, and she like she was used as bait. Like she for was used friends, as bait. Yeah, which is
1: like all right. If that's true, then like that is actually pretty important because she says it all and kind of brushes yeah. it off. And it's like, I mean, well, then that's fucking insane that, that you're though. still doing that, you freak. Because she still is. Still and then know. what? One of the big things that we get into is that she. Acts in this sort of pimp-like role. I don't know. I mean, yes, obviously, yes. There, there's some strange claims that pop up through the end of the doc that I don't even know to get into, but, uh, But the dad stuff is interesting. She says she was a stripper, which, sure, I buy that, whatever. She said she was, like, a a
0: call girl, like, an escort, and was, like, getting choked by men for money. Yeah, and and then
1: she realized the biggest
0: power was just to agree to
1: it. Yes. And that's one of her most concerning statements that becomes a real ethos of the group, is that the way to be rape-proof is just to be okay with anything.
0: Yeah, to become unrapeable. And I honestly, like, I, I feel like that is something that, like, a hurt woman would say, or somebody who has just been violated their entire lives would say. But it... She does get pretty crass with it. She's like, uh, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says, like, oh, I well, what I was got it? raped, and all I got was, was like, a, a victim, victim complex. complex. Yeah. yeah. And
1: <laughs> honestly, to all of the shit that we're saying about this being, like, emblematic of this sort of really dated view of sexuality and feminism, that's kind of... Yeah. She was like, kind no, of ahead no, of her that. I, I
0: think so, I know. But it's not so cool when then it's, like, she's talking to these guys, this is, like, the final stage, she's, like, oh, yeah, you need to, like, embrace your inner beast." they just, like, we should be totally in touch with our desires and do whatever we want and there is no good and no bad and we are just ourselves and, like, my dad is a good man and mm-hmm. whatever and so you should be able to do whatever you want. So, like, they had, like, footage of a guy just, like, pouncing on a lady mm-hmm. and she's, like, hitting him, like, ah, ah. And he's just like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. And then she would be like, and all you get is a victim complex. Like, that
1: fucking sucks. No, there's a few things I want to say about that. Because that was one of the more interesting things about it for me. Because, A, I think that speaks to one of the big problems that was with in a way like lower stakes level but with all of this like be a slut do whatever you want movement was that it's it is it's a lot of it is hurt women Mm -hmm. who are like shamed at one point and like early in their sexual identity and then they're like okay it's fine it's fine actually maybe they had sex too early than they were comfortable with yeah and then they're like you know what it's okay i don't want to feel dirty about it so i'm just gonna gonna double say yes double down on that shit and then it feels all right at first and then later you look back and you're like, ooh. I kind of felt like that was a yes,
0: but like, I don't know. And there's things that can happen after an event too that change your lens of the event itself. Sure. And, and I don't know how we consider that, but it's, shit's messy, shit's complicated. Yeah, whatever. it's messy.
1: It's and you know what, you can react to your own shit exactly how you want to, that's totally fine. It gets super messy when you're telling other people what to do. Right. And that's what this bitch is doing and for you're a job. And kind of, you're
0: getting a check yeah. on the side. So, what I did think, I just want to note, before we get into the final chapter, in my mm. opinion, um, I did think it was odd that they didn't mention it on the documentary, that in 2015, mm. super early on into this, this is like, 2015's kind of their heyday, they base a six-figure settlement to a former employee for sexual harassment. So that's a big fat check they pay which ends up being money that apparently Nicole doesn't personally have later down the line. So I just thought that was strange that they didn't mention it. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to 2018, accusations are popping off. There's articles being written. Everyone's like, yeah, this is definitely a cult brothel. They're Mm -hmm. like fucking goddesses and they're like doing EDSM (laughs) shit and there's snakes and it's really weird. And this woman's making money hand over fist and she's not paying taxes because she says it's a church. That's kind of crazy. Interestingly enough, I thought that it just was over, it's not really over. Many of the people who were within One Taste made a new institution which is called the Institute of Ohm. Oh. Or the um, Institute of Ohm Foundation. So they're they're active now. It's not an associated legal entity, but it is by the same people. It's the same orgasmic meditation stuff, but it's a little like you don't and really get it. It's way anything. more stripped yeah, looking yeah. at the website right
1: now. It's all beige. It's all yeah. This is kind of more what I expected. Yes. Of like not going full frontal. With the like pussy language and the pink imagery, this
0: is just like it's not trying fancy. to pretend like it's a regular, regular science thing. Yeah. So in get, instead of getting to be in like a cool, like indie yeah, like scene, a fun clubhouse full yeah. of hot girls wearing fake glasses and no yeah. clothes, you just, just have to just pay for boring articles. Website. Yeah. But you're you're paying for articles. That's the crux mm-hmm. of it, um, which I was pretty surprised by. And the articles tell you how to jerk off and jerk your lady off, which is like, damn. You. I mean, I can see paying for the classes saying oh i want to know and just so you can touch a pussy but to just like pay for a Listen, written don't article shame people a written for article? expanding their brains a written article oh my either way so that's still around it's still around to this day mm-hmm. but just recently yeah because the doc came out this doc came out in 2022 mm-hmm.
1: interesting documentary pretty cool mm-hmm. here's the thing that's not even why we're talking about it we are so cutting edge we're talking about it because this bitch is still in the news, and mm-hmm. she is
0: getting arrested. Yep. So she's been indicted on forced labor charges. Mm-hmm. That is the only charge I thought. In was June, 2023. Yeah. So I guess she had had charges. They they were charging her with something initially, and she flew all around the world. Yeah. There was an FBI. Situation. Yeah. Some they were investigating her. I guess she's she's bouncing around. Weirdly enough, she comes back to the states. She gets indicted. I don't know why she comes back. They're charging her with forced labor. She has to put up a $1 million bond to get out of jail, which is money she doesn't have at the time, which I thought was which interesting.
1: It's like, yeah, where did the money go? She right. is a big showwoman. They are having these like very big, fancy events. There's a lot of money involved in like I think it's a real spend money to make money organization, as a lot of these kind of flop businesses that fizzled out in the 2010s were. You know, so I'm not surprised that they have bad books, even besides any funny business but it is interesting because there was so much money coming in millions of dollars I thought she would have been able to show crazy numbers they were like we would make like a hundred thousand dollars a day
0: yeah she has to like get money from her mom she gets money from a friend slash member of one taste who like puts up his house as collateral it's it's I was surprised um but I'm also surprised that she got she got bail at all because she's like, the definition of a flight risk, that like she's got a ton of resources and she fucking loves traveling. Okay. <laughs> um, also, one of, her, one of her colleagues and, like, closest followers was also indicted on the same charges, which I think is a little unfortunate. It was a woman who was, like, came to the group in the very beginning, was unable to have an orgasm, got her mind blown by this shit and just sort of has been loyal to it ever since Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't seem like she I don't think she was making money like that
1: no they talk about this woman who is like the lead of sales or something as being like one of the women who especially was like forced to kind of fill in as well when there weren't enough girls to get stroked or whatever like this is the girl who's really her right-hand woman and doing a lot of the dirty work as well so that's
0: too bad. Yeah, what I thought was weird there, suppo- there was supposed to be, at least in an article I read, there was supposed to be a trial on the June 24th, there evidently was not, so I'm, I'm guessing it's gotten pushed back I didn't check the dockets. I probably should have. I don't even know if it's public. But definitely in the next couple months, we're going to be seeing what sentencing looks like. And I guess they'll be actually going to trial. And they're facing, what, like nine years? You said something like that? I think nine. Yeah, it's not even that bad. It's weird that they didn't get sex trafficking or prostitution or anything. I mean, for the other woman, yeah. I think maybe Dodone is getting more than nine, but I don't think so. And I don't think she's going to go down for it, honestly they've got a really, I think they've got some powerful lawyers. Oh, I'm in sure. Affair. And Netflix is already getting sued by members of One Taste. It's like, why would they waste their money suing Netflix like this mega corporation if they already have to put, you know, attorneys behind Nicole and this other bitch? Like, that's, well, that's some deep pockets. Well, because they not like
1: that they came out sleazy. They'd rather be like, I'm going down for right. women's pussy right. everywhere well, than, like, I'm going down for exploiting women, which yeah. is what Yeah,
0: and if they had such deep pockets, how could they not just write a check for her bond I just it's like so weird I just don't get it I think there's a lot of optics going on there's a lot of optics (laughs) I personally am intrigued I want to stay tuned I don't think her colleague should be considered like I think she's a victim in this I think to don't okay the real bad thing is that she'd have to pay money back and I think that's funny like that she'd be fucked with like the fines and stuff it's like not even the jail time like she's gonna be like financially ruined but women like this are smart and oh totally she'll and if she back. goes to jail she'll slay jail oh my god she'd be so scary in jail dude she would have the cool uh, I can picture it so uh, honestly, honestly yeah it's like yeah I just hope I don't end up in her prison. <laughs> she'll have us working to the bone our oh fingers rubbing her I little I mean I would love her oh my god yeah, she's gonna have the girls
1: lined up getting finger cramps like crazy <laughs> oh my god honestly I think it would be pretty good for her I think she would thrive I know
0: I think she'd like the order and structure too and the absolutely she, she, I think she'll do alright everyone's already in mashing outfits so you already yeah. have a cult vibe I mean, going maybe on maybe she could sell like orange the new black style sell panties of girls or something online and like totally she'd be making like crazy or money or yeah she'll make money she'll figure it out and, and if She's doing something off the books, and she doesn't have to worry about it being garnished. So she's a smart lady. We don't have to worry too much. Yeah, Nicole for prison, but but for her sake, you know, like for, I, her sake, want that for she, her. I want her to be happy, and I think mm-hmm. she'll find happiness there. Um, it's it's few it's few people who thrive, and frankly, it's unfair to all the prisoners who have to live with her. They should all be freed. But, but maybe they'll learn something about you know, about coming. Yeah, friends. yeah, they're gonna learn the art of or- orgasm meditation. Is taking the prison industry. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like Attica, but it's restorative oh, justice. My, oh my God.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you have any closing thoughts? What I do. do you think about? What do you think about?
0: The- I think if Let's there's see. anything to learn from this, because this continues to happen again and again and again. Wake up, sheeple. Wellness <laughs> is a dog whistle. It's not real. That you cannot. You have no control over your wellness. Figure it out. Some lady does not have the answers. She cannot make you healthy. Don't listen to hot women. Don't listen to hot women. Go smoke a cigarette. (laughs) All right. Uh, Fair enough. I think that, you know,
1: I think sexuality is always going to be something that gets such a strong reaction. And I think it's good to have a critical eye and nothing is that easy. You know, it's not going to just... It's it's great to be able to come. I'm glad that women are able to. But like, that was kind of embarrassing. That in 2013 we thought that that was enough. That having blue armpit hair yeah. and like de stigmatizing the period was enough if it's something that can be t- stigmatized by like a nice picture it's probably not the answer that's
0: totally true and really be a little more critical you could have uploaded that to only fans think about it
1: <laughs> well, but now you're sounding like nicole <laughs> now you're like <laughs> well at least she knew to make me i'm getting raped by uncle sam <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> either way Yeah,
0: nicole go on only fans she Probably has. I'm a bunch sure of she is. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be like a jail version. Oh my god. Or maybe god. not. I honestly think she's gonna get off. I'm surprised she, she's gonna get off.
1: Ah! But um. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.